Welcome to the OA Serenity Sunday Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Serenity Sunday Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now our speaker. My name is Ira. I'm a compulsive overeater. And uh, I'd like to thank, um, what's his name for um, uh, asking me to share. As I've said before, I'll go anywhere to hear me talk. And this is not the exception. This is the exception. No, this isn't the exception. Anyway, um, first thing I'm going to ask, it may sound strange, but if there are anybody who has at least a year of abstinence, would like to share on uh, uh, Saturday, Serenity, Serenity Sunday, Saturday in the park, please, would you, and I'm going to give you my email, okay, it is T-H-E-I-R-A-Y at Gmail, please text me, I mean, uh, email me your name, your phone number, and your email address. The reason for this is, is that I have been a program chair over there, and it's been great, but I find myself in a very interesting position as a result of this program, which is that we have gone from possibly moving to Detroit in May, my kids found a place, we are going to gift them, and this place that I'm in has to be in escrow by February 6th. And it looks real good because of everything we've learned in the program. So what that means is I'm involved with a lot of different things at a lot of different times, like my career, all this stuff, and um, it would help if I didn't have to go around in the middle of everything searching for people who are willing to do like David looks like he'd be. Of course, it's Shabbat that day. But um, if you are interested, please email me. You know, uh, the, the, re- the text thing is fine, but like it's a floating thing. And the minute we get off of here, if I don't save it somewhere, it's going to be gone. It's the program that gave me like all the computer stuff, I needed a computer sponsor when I came in. Anyway, that being said, this is, it's a perfect time to, to be doing this. Um, uh, just as a, I'm going to back to the city in which all of this um, craziness um, began. Um, I, uh, um, I'm going back, talking about a higher power is an interesting thing. Uh, the first thing I'll tell you is, is that my uh, absence date and sobriety date is September 7th, 1983. So uh, this last Thanksgiving was my 39th absence Thanksgiving before. Now, this I'm going to share with you, like the reading that we just, you know, this whole thing about uh, the chapter five thing. A lot of people, I think, unless you've done this a long time, you don't get the gravity of what that's saying. Because in chapter three, which is about more about alcoholism, or in our case, more about overeating or whatever you want to call it, it's the difference between somebody who maybe has or is overindulgent and somebody who is alcoholic with food. That is that I cannot control, once I pass that thing, that, that, that point, I cannot control no matter how much I'd like to, 
the ability to stop doing what I'm doing that's killing myself. I worked for a guy who was a very angry uh, uh, music director of a show. And I was scared to death of him. He was the best sponsor I ever had because he's the one that got me in here. This is not about a birthday party. It's not about how much fun we're raising for the intergroup. It's about I'm here to save my behind, not yours. Because without this, I will overeat or I'll eat wrong. So, for instance, the last Thanksgiving, and I, I use this as an example. The last Thanksgiving that, uh, you know, I, I there was one Thanksgiving where it was like a vegetarian Thanksgiving. I, uh, a guy I was writing music with, they invited me over. It was the heaviest food I ever had. It was delicious. And I kept eating it. But the point is that so, all right, so here we are on Thanksgiving. I'm using Thanksgiving because that's one that we're all familiar with, you know. Uh, so I overeat. I overindulge. I'm also a sober alcoholic the same amount of time. But. This is the primary thing. So I overeat, I feel sick as a dog the next morning, right? Hungover, whatever you want to call it. And what are normal people? Well, I'll get some sun, I have a raging headache, all that stuff. So what do I do? I go back to the refrigerator and I start to eat uncontrollably the stuff that is now congealed, like the gravy and all that stuff, and the stuffing and all that. I started eating that anyway to fix the thing that I was feeling, which was causing me from eating, or which caused that, that I was felt by eating in the first place. See, one of the big mistakes I think I make, and I'll use me, I won't demand it of anybody else or say it, is I think I eat for certain reasons. If I'm an addict, I eat for no reason at all. So you can look at like your issues in your family. Uh, I have MS, I have a bit of Parkinson's, my career is doing really good, and I still get resentments. You know what my latest resentment is? Is that people will think I look old. I don't know what they're thinking. That's in my head. See? And all of the negative stuff comes from my head. There was a guy named Oscar who used to... Uh, he was an English professor at Cal State Northridge out here. And he used to say, my head's like a dangerous neighborhood. It's a bad place to hang out. You know, uh, there's another one of us said, if you want peace of mind, don't have arguments in the room with people. Uh, don't have arguments with people who aren't there in the room with you. You know, and, I, and the, it's not identical with Alcoholics Anonymous. It's very similar too. But every time, like friend, like I, my whole thing in here was through AA. The guy that sponsored me for thirty years, Marty Burns, uh, was ba basically eight months ahead of me. And one of the reasons he did the steps the way he did, and his sponsor was a guy named uh, Irishman named Hugh Douglas, who was an alcoholic, and his wife was in this program. Did not make it as a result of this program. I mean, she died of the disease, right? But the point is. There's this constant battle between being an individual and self-esteem and being part of. You know, like Joe used to say, like I, I've had a very successful career, you know, in, a, in the Hollywood music, you know, and all that stuff. And I've been rewarded and all that stuff. And all he said to me, and he was a music director of a major show. He said, Irie, he says, you're, this is after I got to know him. 
He said, you're an artiste with an accent grave on the E. He says, all that means is you can't handle a day job. He's right. You know, and what, what I'm like, the good thing about the people that I met, first in Pacific Group, and is they laughed at a lot of this stuff. We take this stuff too damn seriously. Take life seriously, live it, and enjoy it. Don't take yourself so seriously. That's that's what that's you know. I met the guy was I keep forgetting the the guy who used to run the literature at the AA San Fernando Valley office, um, <clears throat> and he he was very congenial. And he said to me one time, um, "You have um, you know the one thing we alcoholics we overeaters are real good at." is being offended. We're real good at, at becoming sensitive. The big book talks about, I was told to read, anything that I share with you has been passed down to me. You know, um, like, like on 130, I think it's three, and family afterwards says, we alcoholics are sensitive people. It takes some of us many, many years to overcome that very serious handicap. That's a handicap. If I'm sensitive to other people's needs, it's not. See, that's the other thing I've learned in this experience, that, that every defect, I, step, step six is impossible. And Bill Wilson copped to that, in that nobody can ever be entirely ready to have their character defects removed, right? What happens is it's the context of how you behave in a situation, because every defect on the reverse in the right situation becomes a virtue. For instance, you can say that somebody is rigid and uh, root, routinized, but the other part is they're, dis they're disciplined and consistent. See what I mean? So the best that I can do is be willing to look at the stuff that causes me problems. That's it. And they come back too. Like, I am at war with everybody, you know, but you don't have to know it. Before, when I first, and I can't tell you how many people, even in this room right here, tell me you used to be so angry, you know. I'm still angry. There's a lot of stuff I'm angry about, but everybody doesn't have to know it. And that comes from what? Self. And if you read, that's why after the steps, it says being convinced we are at step three. Because chapter uh, three is all about step one. Chapter four about we agnostics is about step two. That's why it says what it says. And by the way, about that higher power, there's a great quote. Let me see if I can find it without taking too much time. My, my hands don't work as well as they used to. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's like near the last page of we agnostics. Okay. Okay. It's the, all right. So it says on page 55, and I only know this because I read this stuff over and over again. My story's in the second edition of Over Years Namas. Of course, I'm ticked off that they took it out because I thought it was the best one. You know, it's that stuff. That's not necessarily true. Necessarily true. It's not true that it's the best one, but that's how my head works. You know, and if it can help somebody, I'm not looking to advertise anything, great. 
I've been very, very blessed. Very, very blessed. So what it says, uh, we finally saw that faith in some kind of God was a part of our makeup, just as much as in the feeling we have for a friend. Sometimes we had to search fearlessly, but he was there. He was so much, see, he was as much a fact as we were. We found, now here's the point. We found the great reality deep down within us. Now here's the sentence I want everybody to hear. In the last analysis, it is only there that he may be found. So that's what step three is about. You make a decision to like align yourself with that thing within you that is the right, is, is the thing that is going to, now by habit and by certain character defects, I don't want to do that. I can convince myself anything is, you know, God's will. So that's why it says like what you, Joe used to tell me, if you're not sure what to do, don't do anything. You know, you'll get the inspiration, but if you're not sure, uh, check it out with somebody. You know, in step five of the AA 12 and 12, and listen, I was there when it was the AA, uh, the OA 12. At the 1987 conference, I happened to be a member of the literature committee, and it took a long time to get the 12 and 12, the 12 and 12. And it's been, it's worth all of it. So here's the other thing about birthdays. Birthdays are not about, look what I did for so many years. Birthdays, the only thing the book says, the, the book says, we share experience, strength, and hope. And I know several of you have gone through medical issues as we get, you know, it's, it's the more, the longer I stay consistently abstinent, the long, the more experiences I go through. Like right now, it's like the idea of having two parallel escrows never occurred to me. The last thing in my life I wanted to do was go back to Detroit. But you know what? My daughter-in-law and my grandkids, it was her fifth, Caroline's fifth birthday party yesterday. It was terrific. Um, I got a minute. Uh, 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 the point is, because she gets along, so what? She she lost her mom at age fourteen. So of all, all the places to go back to, they like Detroit. We stayed in a place. It's too expensive out here for them, you know. And we keep going. You see, and you know what? If I can't find a meeting, I'll start one. Although there is always there. But you start complaining about the fact that it's Zoom, you're you're in serious trouble. It's you can also look at the good thing. We can be in real time with people all over the world. Yes, I like physical meetings. I just smoke at the lighted candle. You know, but it's acceptance that I am a flawed human being and I'm an addict. That's what the story Dr. Paul talked about. You know, the uh, doctor alcoholic. I have to accept it's me that's the problem, not them. You know, and it only starts for me with abstinence. I cannot do this if I'm not abstaining. And I'm not telling anybody what that, that food is. I cannot do that without abstaining. Because then you get to that point. It says, we read it, self-knowledge avails us nothing. Then it says, we stood at the turning point, which means I'm screwed. What do I do now? Like with all this stuff, you know what? We got this house together. And it's already apparently three, uh, it's not even going to start showing publicly till Wednesday. And there are already three uh, realtors that are interested in it because there's low inventory right now. It's a pool and a view. And I didn't think about this stuff when I bought it or when Susan and I bought it. 
And we have our fights, but it's about being a human being with other human beings in this world. Life is not a rehearsal, it's in session, you know? And so if you keep fooling around with food, you're still rehearsing for something that ain't gonna happen, which is a play that has your ending, you know, in it. Cause I, have, I had no idea. Uh, I don't know how much time, is it it or with the timer, how much time do I have? Oh. You have about three minutes until your one minute. Cool. If I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that that's four then altogether. Um, yes, that's correct. Yeah, thank you. Um, of course, now it's incorrect now because there are a few seconds left, but let's not get into that. Um, uh, like, so one of the ways we started cutting down, like Susan, you know, I mean, I'm doing well in my bit, you know, I, you know, I've been nominated for prizes in music and I'm going to be going to San Antonio, Texas. My publishers are all back together. Uh, for those of you, it's funny. I wrote a thing. Uh, it's sung at every um, Passover Seder called Dainu, like in the style of the guy that wrote Sleigh Ride, right? And, and then a publisher that had that died a couple of years ago and everything's been in limbo. Guess what? It's being published, you know? And, and to, you know, we'll see what happens. It's kind of fun. And I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have written something like that without getting out of the way because I make mistakes. Part of my ego says, I know what's best. By the way, there's what we know and what we think we know. And that, I think, gets us in serious trouble. There's what is and what I think it should be, see. And sometimes it get ma gets masked. I know that there was a vote one time at this meeting that the um, you know, the Lord's Prayer shouldn't be selected because it, you know, it, it, first of all, I'm Jewish and the first prayer that meant anything was the Lord's Prayer. But what I'm saying is all that kind of stuff separates us. And to those of you who are Jewish, the Shema and the first tradition of the same. Okay? So, so look for how, like Marty said to me, you know, here's the last thing I'll say. What Marty said to me once, you know, because I used to really bridle at the idea that alcoholics have it easy and the overeaters are in tougher shape because they have to eat, take the tiger out three times a day. And Marty was both of us. He was a 300-pound man. I was a 300-pound man. You know, my driver's license lied when I came here. It said I was 5'11". I've never, never been over 5'7 in my life. That's what we do. But what he said, Ira, you're an alcoholic. You drink. You drink juice. You drink diet soda. You drink tea. You drink coffee. You just don't drink. It's poison. It's the same with the food. So stop looking to be special because it'll kill you. The first person that Joe told me one time, he says, I can love you so much it'll kill you. If I stand up for what I believe, some people are going to get angry. But I'm not going to eat over somebody's anger toward me. In fact, there's one at the uh, 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 Saturday Night Park who comes who hasn't shared. She, uh, we were on a business meeting, and I was the secretary. I said, you're debating. She said, no, I'm not. I said, yes, you are. You're taken up all the time. That's all I said. And she hasn't shared since. And that's like three years ago. So do I want to be like that? Or do I? I don't know any men's. I don't think I do. I'm not responsible for how you feel. I'm responsible for my behavior. That's it. 
And that's what the 10th step is about. And with that, I, I hope that uh, it, it, I've given you something because this is a hell of a time. Oh, last thing about the money. All right, so we we go and buy a, Susan looks, she finds a used, uh, I love Mustang. So she found a nine, uh, 2019, enough miles, luxury. It's fire engine red. First car I ever bought in my life in Detroit was a Mustang, the Mustang Coupe, stripped down, fire engine red. They're exactly 50 years apart. So, you know, on my birthday in the Fort Today book, which is November 30, it says, coincidence is perhaps a pseudonym for God when he didn't want to sign his name. So I, I wish everybody well. Please, if you're interested in speaking from 2.30 to 3.30, that meeting's 2.30 to 3.30, the share is 15 minutes, please email me because I need your help because I want to carry the message. Because if I don't carry the message, if I don't show up and do my offices, and do, it's not just about service. It's my, I'm in trouble because I start thinking about how bad I feel. And I'd rather feel about how good things are rather than how bad I feel. Thanks for letting me share. Keep coming back.